Hey, podcast listener. Are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. Hey, podcast listener. I have for you today a special episode that is off the cuff, raw, unedited, and it comes in two parts. The first part is my story, and the second part is what I think might be your story. And I want to give this to you because I think they relate, and time is of the essence. I need to give you a little bit of backstory that you may not have heard before. Certainly, you've heard me talk about some of the adventures and travels that I've been on. But the whole picture is a little bit useful, and that is that when I left college, I knew that I didn't want to be an engineer. I knew that I wanted to travel around the world. So I did that. I grabbed my two passports, and off I went and found the best job for me in the world as a guide for a luxury adventure travel company. Now, it was amazing if you love travel, but if you think travel is terrible, then you would have hated this job, but I couldn't have found a better thing for me. And I thought that I wanted to do it for five years and work in the summers and then travel in the winters and that five years would be enough. But what I found was that that wasn't enough. And after my fifth year, there was still so much more that I wanted to see. Coupled with this challenge, it's a little bit strange to confess to CPAs on air. But anyways, we would, as guides, be paid with tips and wages, but the tips were not insignificant. And at the end of the year, I would find myself with a pocket full of cash and six months of free time. And I was in my 20s and had nothing in air quotes better to do. So of course, I would ask myself, well, where do I want to go next? And I would go there. So One winter, I lived in Guatemala because I wanted to learn to speak Spanish. Another winter, I happened to pick up a winter schedule leading trips in Patagonia. And then another one the following winter. And then the third winter, I was like, well, I'm down here. I might as well see if I can get on a boat to Antarctica. And then another winter, I was like, "Mm, you know, I've always wanted to do an Ironman. So how am I going to make that happen in the winter? I didn't want to live in Santa Barbara because that was kind of the Mecca at the time. So I was like, well, why don't I just find one in the Southern Hemisphere. How about New Zealand? And I went and I lived there for six months and trained for an Ironman. And then, and it would happen that I would have this (laughs) wad of cash, if you will, that I couldn't just plunk into a U.S. bank account because I'd been told, don't do that. And I loved traveling. I loved doing what I was doing. And I also heard from adults in air quotes at the time who were in their, you know, probably mid 40s, which I am now, that they all said to me, do it while you're young, because once you have a mortgage and kids, you will not be able to travel as readily as easily as you can now. It's just a lot harder. You can still do it, but it's more complicated. And now I appreciate that they were very much right. 
So I just travel my little heart out. And at the same time, I also knew that I wanted to step off the carousel. I'd been doing it for five and then six years. And I was like, okay, I need to stop doing this because I'm exhausted. I'm tired and I just want to go home. But I didn't have a home. I had no address. I had no like of the normal American infrastructure that is the thing that are the things that you need in order to live a sort of normal American life, normal being very much in air quotes. And I was like, how do I make this transition from being a tour guide who lives out of a rolling duffel going all around the world with nothing but a few grand in her pocket at any given time? How do I make the transition to moving to the U.S. and like figuring out the job and the money and the house and the rent and the car and the utilities and all the all of it, right? I didn't have any, like I barely had any monthly payments. I had health insurance and that was it. No Wi-Fi, no utilities, no cell phone, no, no car payment, none of it. So it was, it looked to me like a very, a big and somewhat daunting transition coupled with the fact that I did not want to be a W-2 employee. I'm way too much of a stray cat and fiercely independent. And I was like, how am I going to figure this out if I don't want to work for somebody else? So I had that challenge going on with uh, like, well, if I'm here, I might as well go to this amazing place that I haven't been to yet. So one place that I hadn't been still was Asia. And I very much wanted to ride my bike around Southeast Asia. And then, of course, my mom called and she's like, hey, how about we go to Vanuatu? She was born there. She left when she was five. She hadn't been back in 60 years. And I was like, well, that sounds amazing. She also, of course, wanted to go to India and didn't want to go alone. I was like, well, I'll go with you. And then while I was there, I was like, well, can we go to Bhutan? Like, what does that look like? And then while I was there, I was like, how about I get a bike? I'm here in Bangkok. Like, surely I can find a bike and, you know, figure that out. And everybody had said, go to Burma. So I was like, all right, well, I'm here. I might as well go to Burma. And then people had said, you know, China was amazing. And I always had wanted to go to China. And it felt like um, like the pinnacle of being able to travel by myself as a female alone. I was like, can I do this in China? And so I tried and the Chinese wouldn't let me in. The Burmese wouldn't let me out. So I turned around, rode across the top of Thailand. Anyways, into Vietnam, into China. So I went and it was amazing. And then I was like, well, crap, while I'm here, I still really want to go to Everest Base Camp. I really want to hike in the Kumbu region. So I did. And then I was like, ah, now I'm out of money. And was like, ah, okay, I guess I'll pick up a summer schedule. So I pick up a summer schedule and then refresh my cash deposits, if you will. And then I was like, well, crap, I, you know, I still want to go to Annapurna because I haven't hiked the Annapurna circuit and I hear that's amazing so around and around and around I went I can't even keep track of what season was what but I was on this carousel where I had this job that I really loved but also really wanted to get off and I didn't know how to get off I couldn't see the path to getting off plus it was also really fun to stay on the lifestyle was amazing as you can imagine if you like traveling so I felt myself very much stuck sounds like a ridiculous way to say it it's you know it was very much a first world problem but I was going around on this carousel didn't know how to get off was scared of getting off and wanted to get off and I was kind of in turmoil on it about it on the inside and what I came to appreciate going around this carousel the first season being like oh crap I didn't get off the carousel did I and then the second season really wanting to get off the carousel so this would be like season seven by now the second time or year that I tried to get off the carousel and I still didn't get off and I was like oh crap I like I really need to commit to getting off how do I get off and the answer was that I needed to commit to stopping traveling and giving myself taking my cash deposits if you will bringing them back to the U.S. and then setting up my life in the U.S. 
and committing, giving myself a six, nine, 12 month runway to figure it all out. And that I couldn't just what I'd been wanting to do or trying to do the wrong way, if you will, was like, hey, (laughs) I have no money left. Now would be a good time to move back to the U.S. and set up shop. And that wasn't working because I was only giving I wasn't giving myself enough cash runway or time runway to figure it all out. So I tell you this story because as I observe accountants year after year after year, I see them go around in the same annual cycle that starts to look a little bit like a carousel. And there are parts of it that you may love and enjoy and you may like the work and you may like some aspects of working with the clients and it may feel stable and solid and you're good at the work and you know what you're doing, but there are very much some aspects of it that you don't enjoy. The nasty tax seasons, the the 10-hour days for seven weeks in a row, the clients who are breathing down your neck for things and have expectations that are like, one of my clients was like, clients who say, hey, can you look at my financials and tell me what's wrong with my business by tomorrow, right? Just these unrealistic expectations that clients have of you and how sometimes they can just drop a bomb in your lap and it upends your life. And you're like, dude, not cool. So there are these aspects of being a CPA or an accountant that you really don't enjoy and you really want to change, but you don't want to burn the entire house down. That doesn't feel like the solution. There are pieces that you want to keep, but there are pieces that you want to jettison and you don't quite see the path to doing it. But the carousel aspect of it that can be hard to get off of in the same way that I found it difficult to get off my carousel is that tax season can really suck you under. So if that happens, tax season sucks you under, and then it's April 15th or 20th, and you're like, oh my God, I can't even see straight who wants to go have beers. And you can't even look at your business for like two to three weeks because you're so fried that you like can't just can't even open up your email, can't even open up the files, just can't even bring yourself to get there, which makes perfect sense if you've worked 10-hour days for seven weeks straight. Of course you need a break. It makes total absolute sense. But what happens is that you get into May and you're like, oh, okay, like I need to clean up some of the messes that happened, the extensions, figure out those, you know, get those done because I don't want those eating up and chewing up my summer. So you work on the extensions and you you think to yourself, now's not the time to work on my business because I've got these extensions and these other messes that I need to clean up from tax season. And then June rolls around and now the kids are back from college or your kids are out of school and it's summertime and you're like, ah, I can't work on my business now. It's so nice out. I want to play with my kids. And for many of us, it was a long and deep and snowy winter. And you're like, I just want it. Like, I just want to wear flip flops. I cannot go into the office right now. I can't work on my business right now. I just need to get outside. It's too nice. And then it's July rolling around and your family's in town for a week and you haven't seen them for a while and you want to hang out with them. So you don't work on your business now. It's July. And then it's August and you have your two week trip to Europe planned. So you can't work on your business now because you've got a two-week vacation coming up and then you get back and you're like, I'll do it at Labor Day, but then it's back to school and the kids are going back to college or your kids are going back to back to school or what have you. You can't work on your business now, but you think, oh, after Labor Day, I'll be able to, but then you can't work on your business now because it's September and then it's fall deadlines and then it's October and it's more fall deadlines and you're like, okay, great. It's October 20th. I'm ready. Here we go. I'm ready to work on my business. And you have a month and then it's Thanksgiving And you're like, I can't work on my business now. It's Thanksgiving because we're traveling. We're going to see family or friends or whatever. And then if you're in the U.S., I realize if you're in Canada or other countries, you don't have Thanksgiving. But um, it's a, you know, a sort of big holiday that eats up basically the week and for us. And um, 
And so then you roll into December and you're like, I can't work on my business now. I've got all this year end stuff I need to deal with. And then it's the winter holidays. And you're like, ah, oh, you get sucked into Christmas holidays and parties and things if you celebrate Christmas. And then it's New Year's and you shut your business down for two weeks over the winter holidays. And then you, so of course you can't work on your business then. And then it's January and you're like, oh my God, it's January. I can't work on my business now. And then you're right back into tax season. So all year long, except for five weeks at the end of October, you can't work on your business now. And what happens is you go around the carousel and around and around and around and you can't work on your business because you're so sucked under with tax season and all the other stuff happening in life that it makes it very difficult to get off the carousel in the same way that I had found it very difficult to get off the carousel. And I want you, if you want to get off the carousel, if you feel like you're on a carousel, I want to help you get off the carousel and you can get off the carousel. But you can't wait until October to get off the carousel. You and your business need more than one month of dedicated focus to get it off the carousel. If you want to build something that you love, that's really cool, that's fun, that's exciting, that works with clients that you love and enjoy, and you're doing work in your sweet spot that you just feel like it's super easy, you can't believe you get paid for it. If you want that and you want the flexibility of working when you want for who you want only for yourself and you want an end to client fires, you don't want them breathing down your neck and you want few enough clients and systems that work so that you don't have client fires, right? We douse the client fires. We solve the problem that creates the symptom of client fires. If you want an end to all that, it takes more than one month of dedicated focus. Now, I may be exaggerating a little bit just to make the point, but I think you get what I'm saying, that if you want to make changes in your business, it takes a solid four months, six months, eight months to make these changes, depending on how much we need to remodel and reshape things, right? If you want to remodel your kitchen and you want to go down to the studs and you have a huge kitchen... It's going to take longer than if you have a smaller kitchen and just want to move the appliances around and replace a countertop with a granite countertop and just upgrade the lighting, right? The scale of the transformation, the size of the transformation, depending on what you're dealing with, takes four, six, eight months. So that's why I give you this episode now, because I want to advocate for you who wants something different than she has or than he has. I want to advocate for you who knows that you want something different, something better, something more desirable, and you can have it. And in order to have it, it needs runway in the same way that I couldn't just show up in March with empty pockets and move to the U.S. and be like, hey, guys, I'm here. Somebody hire me. Like, no, (laughs) I needed a cash runway and a time runway to get myself set up to figure out what my next steps were. And your business needs a similar length runway. And a one-month runway isn't enough. And it becomes stop-start where if you're giving yourself just a month or maybe two months or maybe three months in your business to really focus on it, dedicate time, effort, energy to work on it, that you can only get so far in one or two or three months throughout the year. So I tell you this because now is the time of the year that you have the longest time runway and most likely the longest cash runway. And I would hate for you, forgive me, to squander it 
and then not use the opportunity that you have in front of you right now and end up in a very similar place a year from now in a very similar tax season experience in 2024 that you had to 2023. What I want for you is to take advantage of the time runway and the money runway that you have at this time of year and the bandwidth runway to be able to make the changes that you really want to make in your business, to focus on your ideal buyer, to determine what it is that they need and want so that you can offer them what they want to buy, so that you can focus on a specific set of people and become very good at serving a specific set of people, which makes your delivery easier. It makes your marketing, your promotion, if you will, easier, and it makes your sales conversations easier. We get out of sales feeling icky, schmarmy, or dirty because you're serving your clients and you're having an impact and meeting a very useful, valuable need for them. Now is your best time to make the changes that you want to make so that a year from now, because a year from now, there will be a you who is a year older and she or he is a real person who will thank you for making the decision. Or they might look back and be like, oh, shoot, here I am again, just like I did three times around the carousel trying to get off it. So if you want to make changes in your accounting practice, in your accounting firm, now is the time to do it. Now is your best window for doing it. If you want to know more about Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, check out my website, GeraldineCarter.com. If you have questions about it, whether it's right for you, whether it's the right fit for you, whether the investment will pay off, it will. Whether you fit for it, whether your practice fits for it, all those questions, whether you can have what you want, whether I think what you want to do is realistic or not, all those questions, if you have them on your mind, email me. I will email you back inside a day to help you get clarity about you creating the firm and the lifestyle, the life that you want to have, and if this is the right program for you right now. That's it. Two parts my story, my carousel, three years, your story, a lot of accountants and CPAs on a carousel. And I can help you if you want to get off of it. Have a wonderful day. I will see you next time. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.